0: Hi Geekscapists, the Geekscape podfather Jonathan here In May we lost one of our own Longtime Geekscapist Christopher Ellis Who was a friend and a part of our geek community from the very beginning Chris even met his wife Sarah through our podcast And their 2015 wedding seemed like a giant Geekscape party Chris's final weeks battling in the hospital shed light on a huge national problem The COVID pandemic has almost completely depleted our national and local blood banks These supplies are used by thousands of hospitals to provide life-saving treatments to patients or to buy enough time for loved ones just to say goodbye. So for the next month and beyond, we're going to do it big in Chris's memory and do some good in the process. We're throwing a blood drive. Visit www.aabb.org to find a donation center near you or visit other blood and platelet donation centers like the Red Cross. And let's make things interesting. For the next month, take a selfie of yourself donating with the hashtag Geekscape Gives and tag your favorite Geekscape podcast. We'll pick some charitable geekscapists to send prizes to, and the podcast that gets mentioned the most... We'll also get some cool rewards. I should actually cancel the podcast that gets mentioned the least. Can I do that? Whatever. The point is go out there and donate some blood, tag a selfie of yourself doing it with the hashtag GeekscapeGives, and get others to do the same. We couldn't save our friend Chris, but we can do a whole lot of good in his name. Geekscape Forever!
1: xbox game passengers podcast i'm your host derek and this is the show where each episode myself and a guest will dissect and discuss a single game that's available on microsoft's xbox game pass service which is usually with some exceptions chosen for us completely at random whether it's a magical or horrible experience we'll force ourselves through it share our thoughts and let you know whether or not the game is worth your time at the end of every episode, we'll also be drawing the game for the next show as well, so you always know what's coming up on the next adventure. And it's always me and a guest, and I'm super happy uh, to have Mike back. Mike has joined us for uh, a couple of great episodes. We talked about Hellblade's newest sacrifice. We talked about Viva Pinata, which is like still probably one of the fav- my favorite games that I discovered on this show. Um, and <laughs> it's just such a memorable experience. But how are you today, Mike? I am so hot. <laughs> i i agree with you i uh um funnily enough i like if you listen to the last episode the july episode i talk about sitting in my underwear in this insanely hot room and dripping with sweat and and here i am today doing the same thing um because it's like almost 40 degrees celsius in this room and uh the show must go on so so thank you for i like i was like the whole day i was like i hope he i kind of hope he cancels but I also hope he doesn't cancel because I would like to talk to him and I would like to do it, but also it's going to be very uncomfortable, but here we are. And I'm really glad (laughs) that we're doing this.
2: It's going to burn so much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I am like, You know, it's the here's the it's going to be the true test of I'm using a a fanless MacBook. So let's see, you know, how how
2: fanless (laughs) it really is. Yeah,
1: let's see how how if that actually factors into anything. So it's been rock solid so far, but I can't touch the computer at this point because it hurts my hands. So, uh, (laughs) so we'll see what happens. Um, fry an egg on it, fry an egg on it. Uh, they're not, yeah, I don't really like eggs yeah yeah uh except in certain situations
2: but Hat, hatch a pokemon egg <laughs>
1: <laughs> the the good kind of eggs there yeah there you, there you go yeah it's been a while it's been uh i mean the show this show disappeared for a long time so it's uh, it's been your first opportunity to come back to it so thank you so much for joining um how has your gaming life been since the last time you've been around
2: i mean it's it's been uh it's been quiet i've uh I don't know. I've, I've just been playing through the endless back catalog that is <laughs> Xbox Game Pass.
1: Yeah, well, and I mean, it's been especially a good time. You know, I feel like new new releases have been sparse aside from maybe the last couple of months. So I have done a lot of back cataloging um, over the past while and I've had a lot of fun with it. Actually, the last time you were on here, I, it was pre Xbox series launch, wasn't it? yes it was yeah how like how i mean we're six months into the the new consoles at this point how has your xbox series experience been at this point is there anything
2: i mean i i enjoyed cyberpunk (laughs) Cyberpunk. (laughs) it was playable for you it was playable yeah i mean I, i i accepted the bugs i was just like oh yeah this is for me this is like early witcher it wasn't like sure it wasn't like you know
1: and i yeah i i didn't play the witcher till it was good so i like i didn't have anything to compare it to there
2: there you go yeah yeah and i know uh our buddy evan was talking about how he he was playing it and he's like yeah it's totally fine on and then he was like maybe it's not totally fine (laughs) and he was sharing videos yeah like like captures that he had taken and
1: it would be to the point where he would run into a room and like 30 seconds later the like textures of the room would actually load and it was like this is like this is not like the weird crazy bugs that you see pop up on youtube like this was like our friends like day to day playing of this game. And yeah, I don't know what a nightmare. I was so excited for that game. And I am still hopeful that like, like when the, you know, I mean on PC, if you have a powerful PC, it looks amazing. At least it still feels like a shell of what it should have been. And, and, you know, do they put enough, are they going to put enough into it that it it becomes any semblance of that? Could it be the next no man's sky?
2: I don't think so,
1: but, uh, but I can hope I can dream.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I feel like, I feel like c d project red hasn't hasn't really done me dirty, and I just hold out faith that this isn't that time,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, temporarily dirty, yeah, yeah they could still I mean, pull they could still bring it back
2: yeah it 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 could be fine, it could yeah. be gold. And I like I
1: it came out and I, I took a couple of days off work and I, uh, you know, it was not worth taking the time off work for. But um, <laughs> I finished it pretty quickly and then like put it aside. And I was like, I would definitely like I'm definitely looking forward to another run at this p- at some point. And I did a lot of side content, but there had to have been a ton left. But it was one of those things where it was like once the actual Xbox series version launches, that is when I would like to go back to it. Yeah. And, yeah. And I'm just eagerly awaiting, you know, they still say 2021. Um, you know they haven't talked <laughs> talked much about a lot of stuff for quite some time. So who knows if that actually happens? But um you know I think that a lot of people are in a similar boat to us, where they uh, are willing enough to wait. You know they
2: they waited so long. What's another year? Uh, I mean, and and at this point, really, come on, CD project Red, the, you should have just made that decision yourself and been like, guess what? It's we're you know what? No, you know what they should have done? They should have just hired Kojima and been like. <laughs> See, it'll be good when it's good. And
1: <laughs> I mean, I think he was busy, I don't know, with Death Stranding still, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's not anymore. <laughs> he is not anymore. He's not anymore. Is he secretly working on a Silent Hill game? I hope so, but I don't think so. But, you know, you the rumor are. the rumor mill churns and I every, I eat it up. I eat up everything that's that's potential with that game. And Om
2: nom 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 nom. Yeah.
1: Um, but... Ah, man, I feel like a a cyberpunk episode of the show would be great. I hope it hits Game Pass one day. Maybe that'll redeem it. But we're here to talk about something else. Um, We're here to talk about Perfect Dark, which was drawn on the last episode. Um, I forgot to send you the synopsis, so I'm going to go ahead and read it, if that's okay, (laughs) And then then we'll jump into it. Uh, The remaster of the Nintendo 64 classic puts players in the role of Joanna Dark, an an agent for the Carrington Institute. In Perfect Dark, players battle across 17 action-packed levels, utilizing a range of high-tech weaponry and gadgets to take down the Datadine Corporation. Compete with others in the combat simulator or take, flight, take the fight online in a cooperative mode that lets you take on enemies with a friend. Relive the classic with updated graphics and this high-definition take on Perfect Dark for Xbox 360. This is Perfect Dark. And uh, this is... So, <laughs> you know, I, we, you've been on two episodes before, and we played Viva Piñata, and we played uh hellblade senua's sacrifice three and episodes go- three episodes and gears of war and gears of war and gears of war ultimate yeah um oh i totally forgot about that that was a good one too yeah um
2: play you know in the all- classics
1: play the playing the <laughs> classics apparently geez yeah Hell- hellblade is the most modern game we played yes um uh, <laughs> every episode i've come and and you know we're now four games that are you know universally both from a player base and critically just lauded just these are some of the best games ever type thing and and going into each of these episodes you know we and we talk about this on each one like we are often very opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of opinion like if i love something you probably uh hate it like very you know very outwardly and very uh excitedly and and vice versa and each of the episodes we came into I expected that to happen and it did not happen. And I think that this is the episode where it happens because I have like, I, I didn't have an N64, so I never played, I, you know, I played Goldeneye Mm -hmm. a couple times at a friend's house. I don't think I ever played perfect dark ever. Um, And I, I realized that I am wrong. I, you know, based on the, thoughts and feelings of every child that had an N64 and grew up. I realize that I am wrong in this situation, but this I could not stand. like this is the like I I this might be the least fun I have had playing a game on this show. And that includes um that includes stuff like Moto you know, early on playing like Moto GP, like insanely hard, like stupid motorcycle game and the hunter call of the wild where we're just roaming around the forest like scaring deer away for hours and hours this i i just couldn't grasp it and i realized that i'm wrong and what i'm hoping that you could do today is paint me a picture of why this is a good game from someone who has no attachment to it and from someone who it just is not a game where you can't play it for the first time in 2021 and and it just hasn't aged well i feel like and I, I,
2: i actually agree with you
1: yeah. Well, you agree with me.
2: I do agree with you. I didn't expect cause I, cause you,
1: like I asked you cause you were a big fan of this series, right?
2: Yeah. I, and I do like, honestly, it holds a very special place in my heart. Yeah. But it's, it's kind of like you, and you can't really go home in this, in this situation. <laughs> like it's, yeah. It, you know, as as excited as I was, and it was like as weird as it was to be like Nintendo sixty four. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, when we jumped into it, I did not realize until I
1: started that it was ever ported to three sixty. I thought it was the N sixty four version
2: as a part of Rare Replay. I didn't realize it
1: came out again.
2: No, yeah, no, it was, it was, uh, it it was re released with, um, it was kind of re released as a throwback. I think they were trying to kind of regenerate or reamp Perfect Dark Zero, which was okay. Like, I mean, it it never really reached the same level of love as the original Perfect Dark. And and honestly, like, the problem is is that first-person shooters have come so far. Totally. And like, to have to give up so much of your control to the system, because, because the controller just couldn't keep up with with what you're used to today like there's no (laughs) like even though they ported the controls over and it's kind of like cod like controls and and all that it's not well and
1: to play it on a controller that can handle all of that stuff now it just feels like like handcuffed entirely
2: oh yeah because you're like you're like stop aiming for the body auto aim
1: yeah i want i
2: want the headshots and it's like
1: yeah yeah that was like something that stuck out instantly was like like the auto aim, I mean, and the holding the left trigger, or the left bumper to like manually aim felt so clunky. Yep. And but even like the auto aim just felt like I didn't actually need to do anything because ammo is so prevalent. At least I was playing on normal, so I don't yep. I don't know how different it is on later difficulties. But ammo is so prevalent, it just auto aims for you, and you just press the button a few times and kill everybody. Like
2: like you didn't have to do anything yeah I mean it gets more difficult as you as you go up in the levels and and ammo becomes a little more sparse, but right. it never is to the point where well, I shouldn't say never later in the game, it becomes a little more hectic, but like early game and mid game yeah your c m p fifties are everywhere yeah. and and i mean even even still even when you get up to it taking multiple hits to take down an enemy it's it's still not urgent i <laughs> guess <laughs> you're never really feeling that and and the other thing too is when you go to actually do any kind of precise aiming yeah it's like all of a sudden that control stick is the most sensitive control. oh my stick goodness in the planet! Yes. it's like yeah. i'm aiming 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 zoom in oh my god i'm spinning yeah. in a circle
1: yeah yeah it become it's it was so hard to aim in at any of that i i can't believe because i like knowing that you like when is the last time you played perfect dark then before before this I don't think I played the 64
2: version. Oh, really? Yeah, I you know what it was is it's because I played the Duke Nukem version on 360. Okay. Um and that drove me crazy. Like the like the Duke Nukem port of Yes. Duke Nukem 64 or yeah, whatever okay. it was. Yeah. And um so I played that and that drove me crazy and I didn't want it to like bastardize Perfect Dark for me. <laughs> <laughs> I see, okay. So I kind of left it alone cuz I knew I knew kind of coming into it that I was going to be annoyed with the controls cuz yeah. I knew they wouldn't port well. Um <laughs> you'd have to like rebuild the engine in a really big way in order to get it um any kind of modern playable. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's just like I I don't know, it is a test like games have changed so much. Not just shooters, but I think games as a whole, but I found like and not that i need or want my handheld in games but like i felt like the some of the mission objectives every you know every mission has like two, you know 1 to 3 like levels in it and you know a few like goals for each of those levels and they were just like it, each goal is basically like a few words or maybe a sentence type thing and there's no expanding on that or or like talent you know there's no like where in the level is this like you just have to like find it and it's like even in like the first level when it's like i can't remember what what your goal is but you had to like you go into this office and there's two people standing there and and something i'm supposed to find turns out to be on one of them and i didn't realize i don't realize that you can like like unequip your gun and like punch people, but you gotta like punch this lady to like get the key off of her or something like that. And I'm like wandering around this office for like 40 minutes before I realize that because they just kind of look like, you know, one of them's like a boss and she's not scared, so maybe this is like somebody that works for this company. But the other lady's scared, but they're just in an office like, and I don't assume yeah. that there they are any important to the game at all. And this level's massive, and I'm going up and down floors, and there's nothing else to do or see, like. And then I ended up shooting this lady and then I failed the mission like because I don't realize you can use the the punch her. slappers or, or puncher yep. or whatever. Like, I don't know. And it was just stuff like that over and over and over again. You know, and there's another point. It's like, again, very early on. It's like something about using a data uplink and... I don't at this point, I haven't yet realized that if you, you know, I left bumper or something like that. And there's like a weapon selection and, you know, some of these accessories that you get that are like spy tools that help you get through the missions are, are part of this as well. But yeah, again, I'm wandering through this entire map. I'm like, there must be a door I've missed somewhere or something like that. But there's a door then there's just a door that's there but i have to use i have to go and like use this data uplink thing and it's just a random door it looks just like a lot of other doors that i can't open but this one has like a phone beside it and you got to use the data uplink on the phone that's beside it to open the door and i have no interest in doing any of that and it's making me angry even talking about it
2: yep and that's that is a that is that is it's a feeling that I had
1: hated it so much.
2: Well, that is a feeling I had from the N64 version, but the thing about it is, is that I loved the N64 version for the kind of the same reason why I loved the original halo. Like if you can like the original halo is great. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. And, and it didn't suffer from the same problems in the regards that, that you're describing. Yeah. But the story was by far secondary to the multiplayer. Sure. And, um, one of the things that was that was new is because the thing about Goldeneye is that you, you basically you had your small kind of levels and yeah. you were always set with four friends and that was it whereas when you were playing in the multiplayer modes in Perfect Dark you had AIs that you could add to yes, the game yeah. so you could actually play four of you against eight AIs if you wanted to. Oh you know? that's cool I didn't yeah. realize that So there's, there's that sort of thing that that's, that is what to me, like when I was thinking back, I'm like, you know, I don't like, I know what's going to happen in the campaign and it it kind of like, so I don't have a ton of motivation to play through the campaign. I've got got the, I'm like, what was it that I really loved about it? And yeah, it was, it was exactly that. It was going Mm -hmm. in and actually like fragging AIs Mm -hmm. um, with friends Mm -hmm. was, was what was really good. And, and the fact that it was such a leap, from goldeneye to perfect dark yeah well and i yeah and i i went back and
1: watched some like because i was like how different does this look from the n64 version and i went back and i went on youtube and like watched some videos from the X- N64 excuse me n64 version and also watched some goldeneye videos thinking that like in my head at that point they didn't look that different but after watching them like it was a substantial improvement yeah like the text, just the textures and stuff alone was like vastly different. Yeah, there was um,
2: there was a significant improvement. Uh, and to be honest with you, it's impressive on it, on its own that even part of that game would run without the expansion <laughs> pack. <laughs> From the videos I watched, it did not run very well,
1: though. The frame rate was very, very rough. Um, well, the frame rate was rough regardless. But yeah, yeah. Oh, but, but you ran. just need like texture size and stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Yeah yeah and i guess that that's that's i guess and how like goldeneye was what 96 or 97
2: yeah it was like almost a the launch perfect, title perfect Dark the... was
1: like 2000 from what i looked at yeah up. um yeah, so yeah you've got like the beginning
2: there. of the you've got the beginning of the nintendo 64 era and the end of the nintendo yeah 64
1: well and that's era. always the case is when you compare like launch games to end of era like it's they're like i don't know a lot of times it feels like end of era games look better than launch games on the next generation so yeah not so much these days but but you know back then for sure and even even i think going like ps3 to ps4 and stuff like that it felt like that
2: yeah well there's defended now now the generations
1: just don't launch with any games so it doesn't matter yeah yeah yeah. no still still today there we don't we don't really have a lot of uh series exclusive games and we're seven months as we record this into the
2: do we have i don't think there's any series exclusive games Uh, there was
1: the medium, which is now going to PS five as well. Um, and then there was a game called the falconeer, which did not release on Xbox one. It is on game pass or it was on game pass. I don't really know too much about it, but I didn't um, realize that no big, big games. Like, like I guess mediums like medium, (laughs) the medium is like medium big. And it's like a kind of a double a title from, uh, uh, oh my gosh, the developer is eluding me at this point. We did an episode on it. I, I, I enjoyed it, but it, um, I don't know. It didn't feel like the, the next gen, you know, fu- didn't fulfill like, that promise for you. Well, it was just like, it, it was next gen in the sense of like it probably really used the SSD heavily. And I loved the like two worlds being rendered at once thing, but it was oh, like, right. yeah, like neat stuff like that, that, that I feel like wasn't used quite in the way that I was expecting it to, Um, you know, st- stuff like, like I, I just played through the new Ratchet and Clank on PS5 and it did similar stuff in a much better way in that, like you're just, you basically can press a button and you're in a completely different area and you can kind of do it on the fly in certain points. Whereas this is just like showing you the same level, but with different textures and and some differences. Um Cool. But not, I don't know, not, not the crazy, not the, like, this is the first Xbox series exclusive and it's going to be amazing. Like not as, as wondrous as, as I was expecting at that point, but well, good game I though. Know. Good game. Halo eventually. Hey, yeah, I mean, that would have been launched. But yeah, that said, if that was a launch title, if that still was a launch title, um, I don't know if it would have been either based on, you know, we just saw uh, just as we record this, not as this releases, but, um, you know, we just saw a bunch of additional and and highly upgraded footage I would say uh, at mm-hmm. E3 a couple of weeks back and it looked like and I've never been a guy that has cared about Halo that much like I played a little bit here and there Mikaela and I have played through the first Halo and and a bit of the second Halo and it's always my goal to to get through the whole series before the next one comes out but like watching that like multiplayer like montage video that they released it looked mm-hmm. gorgeous and it looked like there was so much variety and it looked like old school and just like I don't know. I don't I I don't think slower paced is the word but a different type of pace than like the the battle royales and the call of duty and and stuff like that that you're playing today.
2: Man, I know we're like so far off topic now, <laughs> but I have to point out he's saying uh, you've never been into halo and i remember with halo 5 and you were like i gotta catch up i gotta catch up which i haven't done i I gotta know why they're chasing chief why
1: is he a bad guy i still don't know it's not been spoiled i still and everyone's like well it's really disappointing so don't bother and i'm like fuck you let me make let me make my own mind up Um, it's not that disappointing screw those people um but yeah it's still my ten. and you know now i just have to get through five as well to figure out what happens in infinite and so if i get through like one halo a month for the next little while i think <laughs> i think i will should you'll be, be able good to do it. yeah as long as i don't have to do halo wars and stuff like that too
2: maybe cause... the stars will align and you'll get like back to back to back halos I mean that would be great.
1: Um, there you I, go. I doubt it though. The game this, pa- there's like the the randomizer app that I use to to get the games through. There's like more than 350 in them right now, so it's uh, the chances are very 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 low. Uh, Dare to dream, Derek. Dare yeah. to dream. Yeah. I guess Anyways,
2: so, so uh, perfect dark. <laughs> yeah, I just like I hated it, and I <laughs> did you hate it more. Would you say that you hated it more or less than Disneyland Adventures?
1: Oh, Disneyland Adventures was a blast compared to this piece of shit. Like, and I oh, feel wow. so bad saying that because I know how much <laughs> it means to so many people, and how like like the the fanfare and how just incredibly excited everyone was when uh, the the you know remake or whatever the next perfect Dark Game was announced. Like, people were blown away that that was even a thing, and I just think it's like it must just be a product of its time thing. And, and I understand that when it came out, there was nothing like it except for kind of GoldenEye, Um, and, and, you know, it did a lot for shooters. And even you talking about like, you know, the memories of it wasn't the campaign. It was the, like, like taking on bots with your friends and stuff like that. And, you know, at that point, like I can't imagine there were, there was much in terms of like cooperative shooters and stuff like that. And I love that stuff now, like, you know, just anything that you can play cooperatively, like always offer cooperative versus, like fighting people fighting your friends and and even like without the you know taking the ai aspect out of it like i remember you know we uh, most of my friends were like playstation users and so there wasn't a lot of n64s uh you know in our friend group but i remember like we would play like stuff like uh like medal of honor finest hour or whatever or frontline for you know just the multiplayer versus each other for hours and hours and hours and there's barely yep. any levels and there's barely any weapons and it runs like crap but we had so much fun you know and someone's like a playing as a raptor for some reason like all this crazy shit <laughs> and yep but like had it had an had it had like an aim i in ai mode or like a horde mode or which i don't think it <laughs> was a thing until much later but yep. s- stuff like that would have been totally fun um exactly. and so yeah and i feel like the yeah you're totally right in that the those good feelings come not from the product itself or or did it from the product itself at the time but what you really remember is the memories that you that you made playing it and it's hard to make any memories but except for bad ones when you're playing this game you know 25 yeah. 20 21 years after it came out absolutely uh
2: it's and and that's the thing like today you've got to i mean at least with with game pass at least you can get additional people to play with you it's true uh, you it's can, not it's like, not hey, 60 you've got bucks game pass, a pop for everyone yeah. um which is nice but i mean the reality of it is is that now it has to lean on that <laughs> i feel campaign. like though
1: i feel like though if anyone was like hey you have game pass download and let's play perfect dark they probably hate you yeah probably <laughs> like
2: of all the things all you could have
1: picked of, with the 350 plus games and how many amazing you know we're just talking about the entire halo series and how great that is by your yep. You're like let's Let's play Perfect Dark. I
2: well, think I mean, yeah, I would. I'd rather play Gears of War or Halo. But yeah, um, but I, you know, that's the thing. Like this game was the next big, like as as big as, um, as big as Golden was yeah. for shooters on console. This game was the next big step right and this is the game this is where things started to go kind of i don't want to say off the rails because that's not right um it, they, they kind of started to go a little bit like weird where you started to bring in so, so sort of duke Nukemi where you started to bring in guns that were not human guns and, and of course and like all the that alien sort of stuff. stuff yeah and that was hidden cheese though did you know about the hidden cheese <sighs> no i did not know about no. the hidden cheese it's just literally i
1: it was in a video I was watching about this game uh, because I was trying to understand uh why 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 it's a thing, but uh just randomly in every level, there's just a hidden block of cheese and and it didn't really explain why they were there, but like they're in pretty hidden places and they don't really mean anything, and you can't collect them or pick them up, they're just there they're just there, why yeah. not? yeah, well whatever, <laughs> have you seen all the hidden cheeses? oh no i mean i saw a couple of them in a video i'm not playing that game enough for
2: <laughs> no not a not a chance come on you just need a far sight and then you can just find them yourself yeah. you don't have to like hidden cheese anything just yeah look
1: through the level yeah yeah there you go that's true yep. um yeah i did you play any of the multiplayer like uh, like in this you know, replay? I,
2: no, because i i got into the campaign and i was like i already hate this <laughs> i i played a
1: couple of rounds of multiplayer just to get a feel for it and it you know versus bots or whatever yeah. um and i kept uh dying and and i killed a few guys and i was surprised to see that it still auto aims just as hard in the multiplayer so it again it felt very much like a i saw you first type thing. So you died unless you have a better weapon than them. But yep. Yeah. A lot of, uh, I don't know. I, eh, I, it's hard to even talk about because I know, I don't know. I'm stepping on people's memories. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But you're not because this is the remaster. (laughs) The, the 11 year old remaster of the 21 year old game. Game. Yeah. 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 And, and that's just it. It's like, I feel like I feel like the gameplay honestly I feel like the game played better on N64 than it does on really yeah um not not presented better like the the frame rates are much better and, oh and yeah it's like thing. but if it's I like could, full
1: 60 frames which I appreciated for yeah, sure
2: if I could play that game with an N64 controller but have it be this then that would be like ideal yeah but the way that they've kind of screwed around with the controls and that to try to make it more modern shooter style. Yeah. Um, eh. <laughs> like, like Just... seriously, why, why, why didn't you take like, I don't know. I, I, I would have much more appreciated this if they were going to remaster it by putting it on like the perfect dark zero engine. Right. Yeah. As opposed to, I don't know. so Uh, what was what
1: was the deal with like i remember perfect dark zero coming out and getting like average reviews and and i remember people being really disappointed with it because it was the next perfect dark and it was supposed to be you know this big amazing thing do you remember from that time like what
2: what didn't people like about perfect dark zero i can't really speak to other people all i can i can say that that I don't know that you would say that it was middling because IGN gave it eight point four out of oh, okay. ten, and yeah. Metacritic gives it eighty one percent. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, but um, you know, I think it's just one of those things where it suffered from the success of its predecessor. Sure. Like I, it was a it was a good game, but the thing about it is, is like it wasn't revolutionary then. Right. right there was like it was more of a standard you're like, you're like yeah you're looking at perfect dark and there's already been like three the, halos yeah the pool of shooters is much larger at that point yeah perfect dark zero should have come out on original Xbox and there should have been like two more perfect darks in that time frame if you want to talk about uh, it you know when you come out with that big of a, a gap like it needs to be a leap over what's what's current not just a leap over what you had done previously right. And I mean that's just it it fits in just fine with call of duty and it fits in just fine with with halo and that but it wasn't it wasn't anything magical <laughs> I don't think sure
1: and at that point especially if it was coming out wait when did uh when
2: it did was, halo three come out
1: oh halo three um like it, if it was anything near Halo like Halo 3 was such like I remember how big Halo 3 was, was and Halo 3 felt like it was so groundbreaking. It was earlier. So,
2: this was 2005. Halo 3 came out in 2007.
1: Oh, okay. So a decent chunk of time at, yeah. at that point until Halo 3. Yeah. Yeah, like I
2: mean it was th- that's the other thing too. Like the um it was an Xbox 360 exclusive, of course. Um but it was also like almost a launch title i think yeah. it was a launch title so that was that was the thing like it was kind of like lackluster in terms of this is a launch title and you have gears of war <laughs> yeah right and and it's like you're looking at these two things and you're like okay well one of these things is much better than the other right
1: um, and, and Gears of War 2 was a game that, like, Gears of War, I feel like, felt so different from, from so much at that time. And I remember, yeah. like, I played a bit of, you know, we talked about this at length in the, the Gears of War Ultimate episode that we did. But I played, like, a bit of Gears of War multiplayer here and there because I would, like, use my dad's Xbox at times. But he, there would literally be periods that he got so addicted to it. And he was, like, a pretty casual gamer at best, but got addicted to Gears of War to the point where, like, my mom would work like shifts from like 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. And my dad would be playing Gears of War when she left for work and he would still be playing Gears of War when she came home from work. Um, you know, they're divorced now, but, you know, I don't <laughs> know if that had anything to do with it. Um, but like that is that for him was crazy because even when he was like super into Halo and, and whatever other games he would play, like it'd be an hour or two tops. And to, to, for him to be playing that like day in, day out for like eight hours, like that was that game was like a revelation. So their marriage got what? Dom inated? (laughs) Just the uh the chainsaw lancer, you know, right 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 between them. Yep. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I really can't believe like I'm floored because you know, all you know, we've known that this day was coming for a while that we were gonna record this and like the whole week to Michaela, I'm like I am going to just like I can't like there's no way Mike's going to agree with me because I know he's (laughs) a perfect dark fan. And I feel so bad because I know that in this case, usually you're wrong. But in this case, I am definitely wrong in that. in You know, so I can't believe that you feel similar to how I did. Um, I'm wrong usually. No, I'm usually <laughs> right and you're just stubbornly disagreeing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I might be I, I don't know if we if that's an argument that's uh the podcast is you know not long enough to have that argument and have yeah. a clear winner, but it would be me, but <laughs> 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 Sure, sure. Yeah, I and I it was like, like as far as like Remasters come, they did stuff that like I think that uh even People today aren't doing like full sixty frames per second, which was so nice. Um, I don't know, yeah. watching some of those videos of the original one and just seeing like the sub at times twenty frames. Um, I feel like a snob now because I have like a new console and it plays most stuff at sixty frames. And how did I ever play at thirty frames and stuff like that? But um, I mean,
2: people complained, but then at the same time, it's like, what? What did you have to compare it to? It's like it, oh, it's total. still not yeah. worse than GoldenEye. No, like, no, and GoldenEye was still great. But it's yeah. like you set off enough explosions, and it's gonna go, it's gonna tank. Yeah, I mean, we, I, I have, I've been privy to uh, games where we've literally crashed the game. What was that? <laughs> uh, on the GameCube. What was the Nightfire? 007 oh, Nightfire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We once set up so many trip mines, and then someone accidentally tripped one, and it caused a chain no reaction. No way. And crashed the game. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, broke the game. It was one of those things where you're, like, minecrafting. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you, you know, there's a reason that Minecraft is popular. It's because of games like these where you set up trip mines for six hours <laughs> to cause a domino of explosions and kill everyone on the map. But, yeah, it it's, um. I mean, I think, I think that there was a little too much hate for it back then. Oh, um, really? There's, there's for, for perfect dark. Yeah. Like there was a lot of complaints about the frame rate dropping and, oh, okay. um, in reviews and things like that. And it's like, come on guys. I mean, really it's, it's, it's a, it's a logical sacrifice that they made. Well, when you're, regard. if yeah,
1: especially if you can play with four players and you're playing versus eight bots, that's in the year 2000. Like that seems pretty crazy.
2: Yeah. Yeah yeah it's it's an it's an extreme example but it's it's really i mean and when you think about like all the crap that they're doing with you know you have someone who's setting off explosions and someone who's um got the far sight and is looking through the map and someone who's got there's a lot going on in that game i mean by today's standards You know, if you dropped that low, you your game would be crucified, automatically (laughs) thrown in, thrown in the scrap heap right next to Cyberpunk. But, um, no, it would just be Cyberpunk. (laughs) Let's be real here. Yeah, yeah. There you go. We played Cyberpunk this
1: week. I mean, Serve there was one point punk. There was one point where I got stuck under some stairs and then, um, you know, this is perfect dark, but also cyberpunk. I got stuck underneath <laughs> some stairs and then there was absolutely, I don't know, like I got under the stairs as easily as crouching and walking. And this was actually, this was at the time where I did not know that I needed to punch this lady to get her key. Uh, so I'm like, I'm like, maybe I need to go under these stairs. And then I got stood back up and I like glitched into the stairs and had absolutely no way out. And then more dudes came and they eventually killed me. And that, you know, that's how I restarted that. But um, that was kind of a cyberpunk moment. Just like cyberpunk, though, um, the soundtrack for this game was unreal. I love it. Yes. It It fucking slaps like it just is like weird. It was like this electronic, like just beats and stuff like that. But I was like, that was one thing that really stood out for me. I was like, this is this feels like a better soundtrack than most games of this era had.
2: Yeah. It's funny. Cause it's like that, that initial and then it was like instant nostalgia for me. I was like <laughs> taken back to 2000. I'm like, I'm so much younger now. It's wonderful. I love, I love everything. I, I'm skipping doing my, <laughs> my homework. pizza pockets already. Yes. <laughs> I'm skipping my homework, playing <laughs> perfect dark and eating pizza pockets.
1: Yeah. Maybe that, I mean, maybe that would have pre- improved the experience if I would have, you know, picked up some pizza pockets. There you go. I mean, it couldn't have made it worse. You can't but, get I mean, Hawaiian pizza not that not that it was that it. that bad, but because pizza pockets make everything better. Yeah, but you can't like, get Hawaiian pizza pockets anymore. I don't know if I ever had a Hawaiian pizza pocket. I love Hawaiian pizza. Like, you know, you could just fill the pocket with pineapple, and I would be all for it.
2: Yeah, but... that's that was it. It's like so much better than Hawaiian pizza pops, and they got rid of them, and
1: it's just disappointing. Wait, Pizza Pockets and Pizza Pops are different things. I, I only ever had Pizza Pops, not Pizza
2: Pockets. Oh, well, they still have Hawaiian Pizza oh, okay, Pops. okay, okay. But Pizza Pockets are baked, not fried.
1: I mean, I thought they... Aren't they all microwaved? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, but I mean, they're all pre-cooked. Yeah, okay. Yes. I thought I was a chef at seven. Well... I my Pizza Pop in the microwave. I mean that is basically seven-year-old chef i mean i've seen some restaurants i've watched restaurant hell i that's that is some professional chefs so
1: that's fair that's fair that's all you know you were i was set for a career in a kitchen at that point
2: there you go you could open your own restaurant you could have opened your own amy's bakery
1: (laughs) oh god not amy's bakery
2: yeah i
1: i am kind of Done with this game forever. I mean, for not forever, as in this specific version of Perfect Dark, I will eat up the new one as soon as it comes out, you know, mm-hmm. day one on Game Pass, can't wait. Um yep. is there anything else that you would like to say about Perfect Dark? Any other memories? Any other Um I don't know.
2: no I mean if if you happen to be listening to this, Jonathan, Josh, you know. <laughs> back in the day when this first came out, you were my bros and uh later we could on you invite them for a perfect dark night it's on xbox game pass yeah i don't even know where they are anymore Nah. All right. um
1: search by but game i do Mature. know where
2: i do know where ryan is and ryan it's on <laughs> ryan would
1: eat like ryan 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 yep oh he would eat up goldeneye he loves old shit
2: oh yeah no i borrowed i borrowed uh when i didn't have my n64 anymore well i had my n64 yeah i didn't have perfect dark though and i think i borrowed that from him <laughs> until his brother got pissed off at me oh no way yeah, it was excellent.
1: Yeah, I feel like he would. He should speedrun Perfect Dark. It's a bit should. new for him to speedrun. It's a bit, a bit new for his tastes, I think.
2: It is, yes. Yeah, yeah. But and so. by a bit, I mean a lot, but, you know. <laughs> by, like, 21 years. Yeah, something like yeah. <laughs> um, that. so 42 years of gaming.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, geez. Uh, yeah, with that, again, I'm so disappointed. I Well, I, I'm glad that we felt similar, and I didn't, you know, upset you at a very deep core level. Um, you know, I'm thankful for that, but I'm very disappointed that this was not a game that we enjoyed, um, again, just because of its history and because of, you know, the way it's talked about still today. And, um, but yeah, that said, I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting the next one to, to, and I hope that it lives up to everyone's expectations and memories from when they were six and playing perfect. Dark. Yeah.
2: I mean, I think it just comes down to just because a game is important. Yeah. Doesn't make it good in today's standards.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know, games that are might be great today, but some games that might be great today, you know, ten years from now, who knows what the gaming sphere is going to look like? And
2: I mean, come on, man, Pong had a shitty frame rate, but we didn't
1: <laughs> you know, Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I'm gonna go ahead and draw for the next episode. If that's the case, we've been doing Do this it. new thing. I don't know if you've been listening lately, but um, I actually have started draw- drawing two games and then having the guest choose which of those games that we will play um for a couple reasons i think it just adds some cool variety to the show it also means like if you know maybe something that you really like pops up and you really want to hear me talk about it or maybe something that's for sure going to be terrible just from the title pops up and you really hate me like you kind of have some direction over the next episode of the show so i'm going to draw two games and you're going to choose one of them oh i am i am totally into this whichever is the shittiest one is what what you're going to choose i know All right. So next episode, uh, we are going to be playing either Need for Speed Heat, uh, fitting for the the temperature of my body right now, um, or or the Dark Pictures Anthology, Man of Medan.
2: You know, I want to say Need for Speed Heat, but I feel like the Dark Pictures Anthology sounds more like you. (laughs) Uh, It does sound like me. Uh, I, I'm, I'm totally going to go with the dark pictures. Dark
1: pictures apology. Cool. I have played part of man of Medan, uh, Josh Jackson from the geekscape games podcast. And I, uh, I think we got review copies and we played an hour or two and then my game glitched out to the point where I could never progress again. Um, and uh, he had to finish it without me. So I am looking forward to going back to it. That's actually a really good choice.
2: There you go. Cool. Yeah. Awesome,
1: yeah! Thanks again for joining me. Uh, thank you for revisiting and hopefully, hopefully not ruining this uh, piece of your childhood.
2: Uh, <laughs> I can't ruin it. It's a different game.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a different time. Yep. You could play it. You know, one day you could play a perfect arc of Maddie, and she'll be like, "Why did you ever play this?"
2: Yep. Pretty much. No, I'll yeah. make her play it. I'm. I'm her... I don't. I don't. You I'm... see all these good games you're playing now? This is what we had to. This is all we had
1: when I was a kid.
2: Oh no i'm I'm making her I'm making her play her way up to uh, current consoles. Oh, this no way. Cool. Yeah, is she how where is she at right now? How what is she? Playing? She's uh, still trying to figure out Zelda, like original uh, like, Zelda. Oh,
1: yeah. I'm so like on the aren't, we all, yes. aren't we all? Yes.
2: <laughs> uh, cool. Well, I really
1: appreciate it. I'm looking forward to I mean, this comes out in August, so I'll be weeks from seeing you in person for the first time in what feels like forever. I cannot wait. Yep. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us. And I'm sure I would love to have you on again, obviously, if you're open to it.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for listening. Uh if you did like this episode, if you do like this show, anything you can do to get us out there, whether that's a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, sharing us with a single friend, uh anything you can do to get the word out, we really appreciate. Uh we are back every the first of every month there's a new episode of Xbox Game Passengers and if you like my voice, you can also hear me on the Geekscape Games podcast every other week. That's it for now. That was uh Perfect Dark and that was Mike Duddy. Thanks again, Mike. Not a problem. Thank you.